Welcome to 6-Minute Stories, where you hear the writing of new voices and experienced writers whose submissions appear in the anthologies of the Personal Story Publishing Project. Now in Season 6, you will hear stories from our seventh collection, Twists and Turns. Find links to 6-Minute Stories and to the Personal Story Publishing Project at randalljones.com. Everybody loves a good story. We hope you enjoy this one. This story is read by the author. The Misunderstood Adventures of Godfrey Sadler by Eric D. Johnson Godfrey was bred to instill fear, historically in wolves, but more recently in delivery people, cyclists, small animals, and adolescent boys, which at that time included me. We were neighbors, but the few encounters we had involved him bolting from his yard bearing giant yellow canines, his eyes focused on my jugular. My role involved climbing onto cars, garage roofs, and tree limbs until he went away. I don't recall seeing Godfrey walking on a leash, giving me a sniff, or letting me scratch the back of his neck. He never developed the collegiality of the other neighborhood dogs, like Dolly the Dutchhund, who liked to lay her long body in the middle of the street or Nicholas Simpson Price, the black lab who could bark the three if he tossed in cookies. Maybe Godfrey had a thirst for freedom, adventure, or friendship, but his language of growls and snarls made him seem angry and aggressive. Occasionally, for reasons I never grasped, he would escape his yard and run directly to our house. My mother supplemented her income by providing lunch to kids who attended the local elementary school. My guess is that he was attracted to the children playing on our front lawn, small, smelly animals darting across his territory. He would bound onto our property with his head to the ground, scattering frantic children. During one such foray, a five-year-old boy became paralyzed by terror. By the time the kid decided to run, the big German shepherd had knocked him down and stood over the whimpering child's body and would look like triumph. I watched the drama from atop the roof of Mom's Chevy Nova. I thought Godfrey might bite the kid's head off, as he had done, allegedly, to an opossum whose headless body was found in the middle of the street. But nothing happened. The dog stood over the boy and stared into space. My mother walked onto the front lawn, wielding a broom, hissing, Get your dumbass off that child! Godfrey lowered his head, sniffed the kid's crotch, and trotted home. My mom talked to Godfrey's mom, a statuesque woman named Cherry Sadler, about the incident. Godfrey stood obediently by Miss Cherry's side, occasionally easing next to my mother and gently rubbing his body against her leg. My mother, having a complicated relationship with animals, need the brute out of the way. He was persistent, rubbing against her, sniffing her feet, and interposing himself between the two women. I couldn't completely hear the conversation, but there was laughter and talk about wigs and food prices at the AMP. The conference about him had no effect on Godfrey because he escaped again. This time he made it to the C.W. Henry School, where he rampaged through the schoolyard, causing children to abandon their backpacks and musical instrument cases as he herded them into a corner of the playground. He snarled menacingly at every teacher foolish enough to try to read his tags. 
the custodians would not go near him. The principal asked, whose dog is this? One of my mother's lunchtime clients muttered, Honey Neats? The principal retreated to the office and asked her all-knowing secretary, Who is Auntie Neat? Her dog is terrorizing the schoolyard. The secretary knew that Juanita Johnson was the Auntie Neat in question and placed the call. Mrs. Johnson, your dog has gotten loose in our schoolyard and is causing a great deal of mischief. Could you please come and retrieve it? I don't own a dog, replied my mother, who was busy planning lunch while keeping an eye on one of the toddlers she watched during the day. Well, one of our students says it's your dog. What kind of dog is it? I believe it's the kind the police use, a German shepherd. I bet that's Cherry Sadler's dog. She works in Center City. Just tell him to go home. He's causing quite a stir and will be forced to call the police if this continues. My mother ended the call with resignation. Ah, oh, damn it. She drove to the school and found Godfrey prancing around, keeping his flock of frightened children pinned in the corner of the yard. She pulled over and rang the bell she used to call us into the house for dinner. Godfrey heard the bell, looked in my mother's direction, then ambled over to the Nova. My mother blew smoke from the cigarette lodged in the corner of her mouth, laughed and said, what do I tell Cherry? Get in, fool. Godfrey climbed into the back seat of the Nova and sat next to the toddler. Both dozed off during the short ride home. Copyright 2022, Eric D. Johnson. Eric D. Johnson lives in Bluffton, South Carolina, where he is a member of the Island Writers Network. Eric is the author of Run to Win and has recently completed his second novel, A Second Coming, due to launch in 2022. Eric has contributed to the anthology Journey into My Brother's Soul and two Island Writers Network anthologies, Reflections and Ripples. Eric enjoys life in the low country with his wife Gwen and fawning over his granddaughter, Gia. Thank you for listening to another 6-Minute Story. You can read them all in the seven anthologies of the Personal Story Publishing Project. Find the link to our online store at randalljones.com. That's R-A-N-D-E-L-L-Jones.com. There you can learn about submitting your own story for consideration for our next Personal Story Publishing Project. And remember, everybody loves a good story.